Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, we are live. It is finally Friday. Here on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkaran on 103.9 FM, WYAB. The theme song of the day, which I cannot play on the radio, was uh, Tupac. Hit him up. Did uh, you see the it, Tupac raid thing? Oh, the, the video about raiding his house in 96 or something? Uh, they had something about, I guess they were a SWAT team searching his house. I didn't watch the whole video. I just saw the headline. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't know it was his house. I thought it was a house affiliated. Well, oh, how, his, that's right. It was a house affiliated. Okay, yeah, it was a house affiliated with his death in 96. Yeah, it, it, was, it was in the, the house was Mar-a-Lago. So they had to, yeah. <laughs> you know, was, they had to go get theirs. They had to make sure they didn't indict Trump for uh, Tupac's murder. Uh, I'm sure they went through uh, his wife's panty drawer. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, and the sad thing, that's not, fight. They, they really did go through her panty drawer. They did? I, they did. Uh, uh FBI, federal booty inspectors. <laughs> and that with the shirt saying Florida, federal body inspector, all that stuff. Something like that. The ones from Hot Topic and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Who knew they'd grow up to actually be the federal body inspectors? Man. Um, look, if you guys want to chime in this morning, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. If you want to call in, a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, uh, 601 Eight seven nine zero 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 two. I learned a new word yesterday, or a new phrase. What was it? High tech election heist. I, I, you know, I've got that in my notes. And I wrote that down. I saw Kingfish put that in his title of his article too. That's yeah. why everybody picked that one up. When, well, when we were texting back and forth yesterday, it's, the, it's what I sent you to. It was. Oh yeah, yeah. It was this quote. You it's know, high tech election fraud. High tech election heist. The election was stolen. He, he, he used the word heist. He did not want to say stolen because it sounded too Trumpy. It's too Trumpy. He just went with heist. It's heist you know, now. Because you know, I was reading all the comments in live time under Other's video. Oh, and I didn't read was, those. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Everybody was talking about it must he calling him Trump or Trumpy or uh, Archie Trump. and just, uh, just Trump, <laughs> David Trump. Trump. I David saw someone Trump. call him David yeah. Trump. <laughs> now, like I said yesterday on the show or whenever it was, I guess now – now Democrats believe in election theft. Well, I mean, come on, Clay. Think about it. Like, it's two Democrats, so it's like double theft, right? Yeah. You know, it's even more. Like, they're really stealing. This black on black crime has got to stop. <laughs> you know, it's it's two Democrats against each other. It's even more like both parties are stealing. Right? Well, like most crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Well, right. Most crime. It's two yep. Democrats against each other. There you go. Uh, Jerry texted in early this morning on my way in. I hadn't even read it yet, but mm. why don't we start the show off with a bang? I saw your name in it. Mm. Let's see here. Give me a second. Taste this uh, Google thing a minute to load. Because you know it wasn't on Vox News, so Sean won't see it. But maybe as a former prosecutor, he can judge 
if this guy is credible and it's something to do from a zero hedge. Uh, if Pelosi, let me just click on it. I was trying to read the, the link. It says, it was Pelosi, former Capitol Police chief, reveals setup behind January 6th. Yeah, I'm glad Jerry texted in because he was part of something that I, you know, I come up with last night to help uh, David Archie. This plan that I concocted. And Jerry actually came to mind as somebody that would really help with this plan to help supervise Archie. You know. Yeah, let's tell us about it. Okay. Well, if everybody has watched what happened yesterday, there was this press conference where David Archie now says the election was heisted, stolen, whatever you want to call it. And he claims that uh, there was a worker at the election commission named Tony Johnson that she had was involved in this. She had pled guilty to embezzlement earlier this year. Who, who's currently wearing an ankle brand, yeah. ankle bracelet, <laughs> according to the press conference, thirty-seven times yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so she, you know, she, apparently now she has access to the voting system. I think it's called E S and S. Is that correct? Something like that. They said, and then David Archie saying that she somehow was involved with the compromising the voting machines. There's ballots that are missing and all this kind of stuff. So the election was stolen, is what he is saying. And Tony Johnson had something to do with it, though he could provide no evidence to the press yesterday about what that was. I thought of something, Clay, last night. You know who could help him? I have, an idea. I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, first of all, it's our very own Kim Wade. No one knows more about election theft than Kim Wade. About voting machines, Kim Wade can help supervisor archie but i also thought kim needs some help too he can't do this by himself so our loyal listener jerry who is another expert on election theft and finding votes now jerry's in michigan right now counting those trump ballots but he had told me that he found some votes for archie in wayne county michigan so he's coming back he's going to meet up with kim they're going to drop down on a rope in the kind county courthouse and find these votes and get to the bottom of this but they also need some legal help and you know i found out for that I called uh, Rudy Giuliani. He's going to show up, and they're having a press conference at 1 o'clock. Now, I tried to look for a landscaping place, but there wasn't one around downtown. So this is going to be at front of Greenbrook Flowers at 1 o'clock. That's as close as I get, Greenbrook Flowers. So Rudy, Jerry, Kim Wade are going to be there with David Archie, and they're going to tell us who stole the election. Well, Greenbrook's a great place, dude. Those are good folks. There's good folks over there. I love Greenbrook. It's a great place. And I just thought it's the only thing I could come close to landscaping flowers because that was close to downtown that Rudy would feel comfortable and that he says Jerry and Kim, who are election theft experts, know about how these voting machines work, and they're going to find these votes. Well, I mean, look, if they're there, that's the team that will find them. They're going to find them. And then Supervisor Archie is going to have his position back after Jerry and Kim get to the bottom of this. And, I mean, Kim can address this on his show, how he's going to do it. But he was all down for this plan to find these votes. Because I think, what's it like, he lost by, what, 1,800 votes? That should be easy. That's, I mean, Jerry's got a sack full of those things in Michigan right now. He's carrying them back. And he's just writing Archie in. You know, he's got the stuff. He don't even have to write them in. I mean, he's like named, Archie's name's already on them. They're he's, hidden. They're hidden ballots. They're hidden ballots. Jerry's got them. Hanging and, chads. And Kim knows about how the voting machines work. He uh, He's talked to these ENS people. He's got this figured out. The machines were compromised to steal a supervisor's race in Hines County. You know, what I, all I could think yesterday when I was watching that and <clears throat> is for, for uh, iota of a second – I wish Polo wasn't in jail. <laughs> right, it'd be perfect for this. Just so I could, we could revive the Polo Archie rivalry. Oh for man, one, one last round. Was that? I think that's on that website. Anybody but David. Yeah, I mean, you know, Polo and Archie. 
you know Polo's in jail, uh, wherever he's at, and we know it ain't Hines County. Yeah. I heard it's Rankin County, somewhere out there, you know, CMMF or whatever. Anyway, he's in jail with a smile on his face right now. Oh, I bet you know he is. What you gonna have to explain to me? What the Polo uh, Archie rivalry? He's Archie's had so many rivalries with people over the years. I can't keep it all straight. So I, look, I don't know the nexus of it, or maybe I do. I can't remember off the top of my head. I had to jog my memory a little. When I became buddies with Polo, when I first started doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. they were already full tilt in their beef. I don't know if there was a picture. I don't know what the the fuse, what the what started it. You know, but started and, I don't know what the nexus is to it, but it was wildly entertaining. I kind of want Archie to find. I want, actually want Jerry and Kim you, to find these votes for David. Do you because, remember the? Do you remember the the Archie late night press conference after they had Polo arrested and they called him Gut Bucket? Yes, I do remember that. I yes. mean, dude, this is right there, and I and he did it. Maybe you know he did that on the steps of the JPD headquarters. I mean, this is right there with Gut Bucket. Yesterday will go down in Hines County election infamy. Oh, man. it's it, I, hope, I hope this plays across the country and goes viral. Because, you know, that's a new standard, Clay, right now. And I'm not just jumping on Trump. I'm just jumping on Democrats, too. Everybody, any race, it was stolen. Well, what's the evidence? Man, we don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know, but it was stolen. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I'm a Chris McDaniel guy. But I, I really, really expected, maybe not from him directly, but from from the that sphere of influence mm-hmm. to to say there was some election uh improprieties if he if he lost so that didn't happen no he handled I, it with grace i thought yeah, he was pretty yeah i, 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 I was pleasant did. i was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. and and i mean look if you told me there were some improprieties i would absolutely believe it i i have been conditioned to believe that anytime a democrat beats a conservative that it's it's theft well, I would I'd be more inclined to believe it in a statewide big race like that than somebody like compromising the voting machine in a supervisor's race. But maybe I guess it was for all the races and they were just it was a bigger no, plan, you no. know. They were worried about the tax assessor. All joking, or, you know that I mean that's why they were stealing it. All joking aside, the thumb drive that runs all those things mm-hmm. got stolen a couple years ago. Okay. On the local elections to the Hines County. Yeah. And if you have the thumb drive, you can control the machines. So there is election tampering going on in Hines County. Mm-hmm. That it's not that ain't so Archie's right. It ain't speculation. Yeah, and I, I believe Archie knows where the bodies are buried. Okay, and I, I believe you know like I told you yesterday, I was listening to that Archie thing, mm-hmm. and he was way too informed to have just started figuring this out twenty four hours ago. Yeah, all of a sudden this is an issue. He didn't bring this up prior to the election that this was possibly an issue or. Well, I'm just saying. No, I don't mean like on you. I'm just saying, you know, him. Yeah, well, it, it's not an issue till it affects you, right? Till, till the plan was implemented, I guess, right? That's the. Yeah, I mean, like, I maybe would have brought this up ahead of time if, you know, if you think Tony Johnson's meddling around and mm-hmm. this, that, and the that's other. A, yeah, that's what I'm trying maybe, to say. Maybe bring that to somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not what I'm saying necessarily. That was a lot of. When you're talking about high tech election heist, yep. there's a lot of new vernacular involved in that having to explain how they believe this whole thing took place okay i i have a hard time believing that in a short 24-hour time period david archie became a high-tech election heist expert i see what you I mean, mean. He, okay he, yes he really going. knew how to explain he did it. yeah well explain it with no evidence right he didn't really explain he, he's you know he said this happened it but just, he didn't explain exactly what happened it just it just makes me feel like you know, 
they, they, they kind of thought this might happen. Mm-hmm. And it, but I would have said something. Yeah. I, look, I will say this. I might not be making any sense there. It makes sense to me. I see what you're saying. I, I get your point. I'll I mean, say this. Um, David's got a dang point about how did this guy that nobody ever heard of beat me? And Kim Wade said yesterday that don't be underestimating the underdog. Yeah, There's always that guy you don't think is a nobody then come out of nowhere and punch you in the mouth in so many words. And apparently there was a apparently there was an access road. It was, it was a um, What's it called where the, uh, where the government takes, takes land to build a road? What's it called? Um, eminent domain? Eminent domain. Apparently uh, uh, there was a bit of an eminent domain issue out in Hines County somewhere. There was a private road that the county decided to take and make a public road. Okay. And it really upset some powerful old white folks off mm-hmm. in Hines County that know how to get things done. Yeah. They control a couple voter get out the vote groups mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And, and I mean, maybe the maybe the, the high tech heist was as simple as David effed around and found out with the wrong crew. I got I mean that's what I also remember the picture I took of the sign on Med Grevers, anybody but David, yeah. and they had a website. I mean, there was always a sentiment that seems that the people were out there to beat him. Yeah. Like, there was a groundswell out there to beat him. So it doesn't seem crazy that this guy won. And I saw this guy on TV talking about it. He seems like a decent, normal guy. I mean, he didn't seem like some crazy guy or anything. Well, you know, I think it would. Uh, let's just suspend disbelief first. Let's just suspend the part about the high-tech election heist. Mm-hmm. And let's just, just talk about... You're going to wait for Jerry and Kim's report on that. I, I'm going to wait on that. I like to wait on the evidence here on the clip. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, that's why it took me so long to talk about the goon squad. Yeah. <clears throat> David has a history of showing his butt, which absolutely. But I like that. Oh, it's I think, funny. I, well, not just funny, but I think sometimes you gotta you gotta rule with with force. Okay, you know you got to show your butt when th- when people are doing wrong. And I think David is Hines County is messed up. I mean, well, and, and and I thought he was the bull in a china shop that Hines County needs. Whether I always agree with everything David Arch, I mean, David Arch has got on these radio airwaves here at WYAB. It's a lot of things about white folks. But that was before I got here, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, but I can forgive a lot of that if you're doing a good job. And I think David Archie, over, overall, has done a pretty good job. I mean, mm-hmm. his list of accomplishments in Hines County stacked up to any of the other Board of Supervisors guys. I mean, even if some of it's exaggerated. Yeah. Which, uh, who don't do that? Uh, I still think he's, he had earned another, another shot. But his antics. But his, an, his antics and his antics. And I think some people just got to the poll and said, I just don't like all this. Same thing. You know, if we're going to use the Trump theory. That's a good example. If we're going to pretend that there's this group of people who just couldn't stand Trump's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they so they voted for Biden, which I don't necessarily believe that. But let's just use that theory. Sure. Then that, maybe that has a lot to do with it. Same, same concept. Like, I just want somebody to go do their job. I don't need all the antics. I don't need all the, yeah. I don't need all the right mouth running, all that. It's and I say all that again. I, David was on the show mm-hmm. uh, last week. I like David Archie. Um. But we're just going, these politicians, and this is a public event, so we're going to talk about it. Sure. And we don't run from anything. I mean, and, you know, I, bringing up Trump, when something with the uh, with the election stuff there, he was talking about that before. You know, I'll give him this credit. He was talking about that before the election. I mean, whether he was a setup or whatever you want to call it, but he was talking about this stuff happening, or he thought it was going to happen before yeah, the election. He said they're going to steal this election. That's what he kept saying. So let's Hold on. Hold that thought. Let's take a break real quick. Yep. We ran over. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. We'll be right back. I'm getting into the John Sullivan stuff this morning, too. So buckle your seatbelts for that. 
We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. Man, get out there and see Hunter and the team this weekend for all of your guns and ammo needs. But hey, way more than just a gun store, they also have all the accessories you could possibly imagine. Man, they got a Gatlin gun out there. You can hook it to the back of your vehicle, and I ain't going to tell you what you can do, what to do with it. But I'm mean, just saying, if you need a Gatlin gun, it takes nine millimeter bullets. They got one, and you know, for, for the bang for your buck that you get, literally, it, it, it seems like a heck of a deal to me. Uh, if you need to build a fort in your front yard, you live in Jackson. That's what I was about it. to say. Yeah, yeah you, you live in Jackson. That's not part of. That's not in the capital city improvement district, South Jackson. Um, this wise investment. You know, look, I would say, you know, call our uh, our security guys over at Watchman Security Services. Go buy guns and gear. Get the Gatling gun. Boom, you've got the most secure perimeter in South Jackson. So, all that to say this, get out to Guns and Gear this weekend, check out the Gatling gun, follow them on Facebook, uh, you can see all their deals of the day, great stuff. they got a ton of used trade-ins, or uh, just used guns in, in general, but they do take trade-ins, and they do buy guns. Guys, don't, you're in a pinch, ready for a new piece, don't go to a pawn shop, go to Guns and Gear. Sell your gun to gun guys. You know, sit around there, talk guns for a little while. It's just a nice, fun trip to the gun store. So check them out. Of course, they also handle all your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs, too. They're located on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt at Yandale Road. You can shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. All right, Sean. Yep. We left off at uh, Trump talking about election theft. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about it before, and— at least in that context, this all of a sudden just came out yesterday or Wednesday or whenever he talked. I mean, I guess the press conference was yesterday, but these allegations of the machines were corrupted and then Tony Johnson stole the votes or whatever he said or, you know, the evidence that he didn't provide for any of this didn't come out till we didn't start hearing about that till what, Wednesday night, yesterday? We didn't hear about that pre election. That's what I mean. Like, why, why wasn't anybody talking about this prior to the election if it was going to be such a big deal? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, look, so you're getting some feedback on your on your Kim Wade and Jerry stuff. Yeah. Bobcat says, Sean's attempt at humor failed badly <laughs> and, and shows that he's simply a pathetic human being. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. I'm sure my ex-wives agree. <laughs> uh, unknown texture here. I'll still never believe Chalkway won 93% of the re-election vote. Yeah, I said that on Facebook yesterday. I said, let me go and be the first to say it. If Archie's right, Chalkway stole the last election. I mean, yeah. I mean, he what, got 13,000 votes. Yeah. I mean. 93% of the vote. Yeah, something like that. I forget yeah. who. I don't even remember who was running against him. Well, now, in, in, in all fairness, and, and look, I like Les Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a white Republican ain't winning mayor. No. In Jackson, they talk about Trump motivating Democrats to get out and vote. A, a, a white Republican will motivate Democrats to get out and vote. Yeah. You start talking about taking fixing crime and balancing budgets. Those are not words they want to hear in Jackson, Mississippi. And I don't think he had any strong Democratic opponent during that cycle that I remember. Yeah, one guy, uh, something, something Johnson, that seemed all right till the debate. Okay. And he was like, oh, man, this guy was way sharper online. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, and, and look, I'm not saying I could do a debate. That's a different animal, especially if you're not an experienced politician. But um, it, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't pan out well. Back in 14, that's what they always say that Chokeway Senior won that debate between Jonathan Lee. That's always kind of like Jonathan Lee was kind of running like it seemed like he was going to win, and then there was that debate that kind of changed the tie in that election. That's what I always hear. Well, that and all the commercials on 99 Jams that said the Rankin County Republicans uh, that's support true. Jonathan Lee. Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan Lee's a good guy. I mean, he would be a good mayor, I think, too. Uh, yeah, I, that was Jackson's last chance to get a guy in there that not as corruptible. Yeah. You know, there's not in there for racial reparations politics. No, he would. Uh, he would I thought he was going to do just free, really free to land, blackity, black, black, black mm-hmm. stuff. You know. But, but I'd always heard that that debate kind of cemented that election. Yeah. That's what I've been told. I didn't even watch the debate. That's what everybody says. Yeah. I don't even recall it. Let's see here. Uh,. Unknown texture says, I live in the area. Everyone in Rankin County knew he was, um, oh, we're talking about, yeah, we'll get to. We'll, John we'll, Sullivan. Yeah, we'll get to the John Sullivan stuff here in a second. Uh, hell, I, why don't we, I, I want to wait because the way I want to clip up the podcast, mm-hmm. I want to I want to start the John Sullivan stuff at the top of a segment, not in the middle of it. So let's run down. A few things real quick. So if you guys got any thoughts or opinions on the David Archie stuff, but hey, while we're talking about Jackson, how about this? How about that? You know, something we've been, I can't talk today, guys. I promise. I was at the salon late last night with my girlfriend and daughter, um, watching my daughter get her hair did. Let's see. Jackson, the incredible shrinking city. Now, this is on, or it says the ever shrinking city. I'm sorry. This is on Kingfish, Jackson Jambalaya. Uh, he found another report talking about Jackson being a shrinking city. It says Jackson, Mississippi led the nation in rate of population decline from July 2021 to July of 2022. Many left cities in the Bay Area and Utah as well as St. Louis and New Orleans. San Francisco, which was the fastest declining city from July 20 to July 21, did not make the top 15 this year because everybody already left. <laughs> I mean, the four. Wait, what did you say? Which cities were those? I'm sorry, I'm just pulling up the article. Uh, sure. It's. Um, it says many left cities in the Bay Area and Utah, wow. as well as St. Louis. Basically, people left Democrat cities uh, they could afford to for conservative, for the suburbs, okay. is I think the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think too many people will argue that. No, I mean, except for Utah. I don't think there's any, there's not any liberal cities in Utah that I know of. Uh, you know, you would be surprised at Salt Lake. Is Salt Lake does have a Democratic mayor? I don't, I don't know, know about Democrat, but it's very a lot of white liberals up there. Well, I think you know I spent a lot of time in Utah, and I think a lot of people that like have left the Mormon religion. Every time mm-hmm. I'm in Salt Lake, they end up congregating in Salt Lake City. So maybe that's what maybe that, they're more liberal than yeah, it's probably more yeah. more liberal area. Mm-hmm. You know, Rumspringa. Yeah, I mean it's because most of the state is there's it's Mormon, and uh, I know I, I know that the, that Rumspringa is not a uh, more is not a Utah it's not a Mormon thing. Okay. What are the what are those people that ride around on horses still with the big beards? Oh, the um, Amish. Amish. Rumspring is an Amish thing. Amish thing. But okay. I'm sure there's a Mormon version of it. I, I get them all confused. I mean, is it the Mormon thing? Was the uh, Jesus was coming to Missouri or something? Right? Or something like that. John Smith. Yeah, yeah, I know John Smith, but it was something. I'm not making fun of Mormons. I'm just trying no, to figure no. out what the. Do you know what Rumspring is? Though? No, I don't. And I may be saying it wrong. Okay. Obviously, it's not. It's nothing I ever did. So in the Amish. Uh, I don't know if that's a faith or community or however you want to say that in the Amish culture. When you reach a certain age, there's a time you're allowed to go out into the 
modern world oh. and do modern world things instead of churn butter. Okay. And I go out and party up, come back, and if you decide to stay out, you can't come back, but you're allowed a rumspringa. Oh, it's okay. Like, and I, it's like a it's a night out to make your decision if you want to commit as an adult to the Amish way of life, or you can just not come back. I, I think that's how it works. Do you think those are the guys that stole the Hines County election? If you they know, had the one night, they came out. They have a lot to lose. They could, I mean, they go and they come back. I mean, I'm just trying to figure the pieces thing together. I think like an Amish mission impossible. Here. Yeah, that's right. They came in and just corrupted the voting machine and Rumspringa stole the election for David. I mean, for Anthony R- Smith. Rumspringa 7. <laughs> Rumspringa 7. Right. <laughs> Completely <laughs> off the rails. Completely off the rails. This is the Clay Edwards show. I may, uh, I may start hitting the bottle early this morning. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back. We're going to get into coming out, coming back from the break. We're going to spend the whole second half of this hour talking about the verdict out there in Rankin County in the John Sullivan rape trial. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. A little train wreck radio this morning, this segment. Man, it's the weekend. You know what it is. Get out there to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's 4 p.m. today until midnight, all weekend, seven days a week, at least midnight. Chip Matthews ain't turning down a buck. You go in there at 1159, you want a pizza, you go get a pizza. Tell, tell them I sent you if you do it. Anyway, nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, 12 different specialty pizzas, burgers, fries, pasta, and more. They got it all out there at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri. Try the dynamite balls. You can't decide on what pizza you want. Try the Wheel of Flavor. Up to three specialty pizzas on one pie. You know me. I like the pig, pig, pig. The buffalo chicken one is really good, too. So there's a, apparently the surf and turf is well-liked. As uh, Somebody told me yesterday, I ain't a surf and turf fan uh, uh, on pizza, plate, or anything else. Just give me the turf. I, why I call a steak a turf? I just, I just don't like it. I don't, it's, a, it's a terrible name for a, for a plate, surf and turf. Where that came from, I wonder. Uh, the outback, I don't know, Florida, mm. the beach, something. That, that sounds yeah. like something Californians would do. Yeah, I call it surf and turf. Surf know. and turf. Try, where do you? Where would you surf? Jerry texted and tell us where that was too. <laughs> you know, we don't, Jerry, we don't know. Jerry did confirm that Salt Lake has a Democrat mayor. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, I, every time I'm there, like there's a lot of people that um like have left the Mormon Church and they end up in Salt Lake City. Just I used to go. I go. I go there. About every year, and uh, that's the um, that's kind of the general vibe I get from people that live up there. Gotcha. Uh, real quick, wrapping up the Acme Pizza. It's located right there at Fan and Mart on the Res, right in front of the bowling alley. And uh, they are available for delivery on all major food delivery apps, including Take a Break Deliveries, locally owned, locally operated. Check them out. All right, Sean, let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. John Sullivan. Oh, man. Yeah. Innocent on all charges, but guilty of being a piece of crap human being. That sums it up. That seems like that sums it up. I mean, I, I'm clear to say that, right? That's yeah, my, that's I mean, my opinion. You know, not guilty. That's always the saying goes. Not gu- guilty doesn't mean innocent. I mean, it just means not guilty. Yeah. And um, you know that I, mean, I think the uh, the circumstances that we all read behind all this thing. You followed it more closely than I did, and so did Therese. But I have read about it over the past year, whenever it happened. And uh, I mean, it's it's pretty rough stuff. I mean, it's pretty rough stuff. Seeing especially these guys, an elected official. You know, they got the public trust. I know that generally doesn't mean anything these days, but 
you kind of sometimes you kind of hope it does. Like you don't want to see your elected representatives in their fifties roll home with nineteen year old girls. I mean, I think that's a little. Yeah, I, I think. And look, I'm not. These are things that he's obviously admitted to. Yeah. You know, the oral sex, the this, the that, the jacuzzi, the whole nine yards, the DUI leading up to it. There's a lot of things that are weird about this. And so I had a, not to toot my horn here, I'm just saying this to make a point. I had a source in the courtroom, maybe deeper. So I, I found out about it before the jury even got back out. And I, I knew the verdict before it was read. Okay. All right. So, but I waited a minute because I didn't want to be that guy, right? Yeah. Well, then my sister's in the courtroom too. My sister texts and it says guilty. She they would just happen to be standing outside the courtroom door. So they 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 brought them back in and read the read the verdict immediately. The family of the victim, alleged victim, did not they did not even give uh, let them know to come back in the courtroom. They they had already read it before the family got to get back in the courtroom. Oh, the judge didn't wait. The judge did not wait. I mean, it was. It, it, they said literally, it was within a minute. Huh. It was, it was done over, and the family didn't even. Where know. was the family? Were they around the courthouse? Just hanging around? Yeah, the courthouse? they were on the property there. Yeah. You know, they didn't get a. They didn't get a time. Nothing. I don't know who would be in charge of communicating that. I, Usually, I there's the the DA's. Well, I think here it was the attorney general's office that actually tried the case and. Yeah generally what we would do is in the, in the course this happened I don't know, a million times or whatever and there'd be the victim's family and especially like a murder case and this kind of case and you'd uh you round you would get them to come back in the courtroom if they were there i mean something many cases i had they weren't there but if they're there then that's something that you have a every da's office has a, a victim's assistance coordinator and i'm sure the ag does too but i would think that they would have tried to get them in the courtroom so i got a text from a really prominent several really prominent women out in Rankin County, mm-hmm. po- some politicians, uh, some others. And it, and, and it just said this, and I, I posted this yesterday, I took their identity out of it. But she asked me, did I see the verdict? I said, yeah. She goes, disgusting. And then she says, as a woman, I feel less safe in Rankin County today, not because he's on the loose, but because I've seen that they would let guys like him go. I see. You know, and I, that was a sentiment with multiple conversation, multiple people that I had yesterday. It's this is classic good old boy, and maybe the yeah. evidence from there. Okay, so let's yeah. look at this unbiased, right? Yeah. If I'm a if I'm a guy, well, I am a guy, but if I'm a guy that's out doing l- l- living a that kind of lifestyle where I'm out partying a lot still, and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm single and I'm sleeping with folks. Yada yada yada. You you have a you have an encounter with somebody. They're 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 drunk. You're drunk. They say you raped them because their friends found out that you slept with them. Wh- whatever the case may be, sure. but it wasn't actually rape. Right. There needs to be protections in place for people. To, there are false claims of rape. Yeah. I mean, I think we can agree. Yeah. That happens more than. Pro- more times than people want to want to admit that happens. Yeah, I personally, my belief is that's not what happened here. Um, I have my reasons for my personal beliefs. Sure, I mean, I think. Well, I think it's because you know you, you, we we look at it. Well, the evidence that we, I mean, what we have is what's reported in the press for the yeah. most part. And you were in the courtroom for some of it, mm-hmm. so you have a little bit more because you saw it firsthand. And you even I remember you telling me, or you may have said this on the radio too, but you listened to the 
opening statements by both parties, by the Attorney General and by Merida Coxwell, and mm-hmm. even the defense's opening statement, you said was pretty did, damning. That's what you yeah, that's what you told me that you didn't because usually it's going to obviously paint the defendant in the most light, the light most favorable to the yeah. jury. And uh, you said that your impression was that it made him look pretty bad even on that end. I, I thought so. so. And then he admitted to, but they were he, he admitted to what they were charging for the simple assault, saying that he picked her up by the throat and threw her on the bed. Yeah, and all that. And they found him not guilty of that, even though he admitted to it. Yeah, and that you know, because that's in the indictment. I looked at the indictment this morning, and the simple assault charge is in there. So they found him guilty on that, even though he had admitted found to him that. innocent on that, even though he admitted I'm not to guilty. It. Excuse me, yeah. me. and uh, he had uh, he, I, all I'm reading again, of course, a press report. So I assume that he had. That confession came out in trial that he said he did that, that yeah. portion of it. You know, so I thought, okay, well, at minimum, at minimum, you'll get, you'll get simple assault. Mm-hmm. You know, probably no jail time behind that. Right. But you, you'll, you'll catch that charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just found him innocent across the board. And I'm like, what, what, where do you, what's the, what, what level do you have to get up for guilt unless they're just saying it was kink and just in the act of sex, you pick somebody up by the throat and slam them on the bed? I've never choke slammed anybody onto the bed. Yeah, you know, it's play. It's one of those things. I mean, the state's got to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I had a case where I was like, "Yeah, this guy is guilty. There ain't no way." And then they come back not guilty, and you're like, and then you kind of look at your own case, and you think, "Well, okay, I could see here and here, and you know, I didn't meet my burden." And that's the way. And that's the way. I guess it's hard for everybody reads about this stuff, and it's hard for them to look at it that way. But it's the state's got to do that. You've got to prove somebody guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And obviously, the jury here saw some sort of doubt. And that's enough. Or saw reasonable doubt, and that's enough. Yeah. I thought it was strange that, and I even know this guy that slipped through on the jury that is an acquaintance of, of him. I didn't recognize him when I was in there. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get a little older. Yeah. <laughs> Beards can be deceiving. <laughs> all right. There's I don't a lot know. of hair dye out there. Yeah. <laughs> I look different today than I looked last time you were in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Don, I'm on the Just for Men bandwagon myself. I'm not going to hate it. You know? <laughs> so when, you, when, you, when you cut it off and it, the gray's up, yeah. up under there, it's like, what happened? Was? You're like, oh, God, i got to paint this on again. <laughs> I know. I was, I was asking the girlfriend the other day. I was like, Do I? I was like, is my beard long enough now? Because I knocked it down a good bit. <laughs> Is it even long enough to do, or am I just painting my face? They got this washing stuff too now. If you, yeah. you know that you could do that, you, that that's done. Uh, so I mean, John Sullivan may want to consider growing out a beard and some just for men. Because yeah. I mean, at minimum, he's a pariah in the community now. Yeah, I mean, he probably he's a, is he still in office or is he out of office now? Uh, well, he's still technically the tax assessor, mm-hmm. but he did not run for reelection. Okay, uh, the a, a new girl won, Stacy, I think. I, I, I the, not the person I voted for. Um. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. I'm sure she'll do a fine job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the uh, but he is still tax assessor until the end of the term. Is it the end of this year? I assume. I guess yeah. I guess everything resets in January. Yeah, yeah. So, so. well, and then like you know, he um, I mean, we talked about this a couple months ago during the uh, Anthony Fox appeal. Remember, and he hired Meredith Coxwell, Chuck Mullins, and I mean, I think I remember saying this on the show. If you get in trouble, those are those are the guys I'd call. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to I'm selling. I'm giving a free plug for them, but they really are great attorneys. And uh, so. noted, noted. If I if I get in trouble, I'd be calling Merida. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't be able to afford to pay him. He would have to. He would have to be very sentimental to the calls. Yeah, right. He's just going to help out. But yeah, they go. I mean, they do their job, and they obviously, you know, um, are able to pull that out here. Let's see here. If we have any text messages, if you guys want to chime in on this, the phone number to call in the show is 601-879-0002. 
And the text line, 769-241-1944. And completely unrelated, but since I'm looking through text, let me clean something up here. Rumspringer. Thank you, unknown texture, for the definition of Rumspringer. You're saying it's the Mennonites. I thought it was Amish, but they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Uh, Rumspringer is when young Amish, oh, it is Amish, young Amish, or Mennonites are no longer under the total control of their parents on weekends, and because they are not baptized, they are not yet under the authority of the church. Maybe you know I saw that movie Sex Drive. Yeah, I don't think I, I didn't see that. It's kind of like one of those uh, teen road trip kind of movies, oh. and somehow or another they ran into some Amish chicks or some Amish kids on Rumspringer. Oh wait, I did. Ro- I did see this. You know, they all they all sound like the same movie. All those yeah. road trips, yeah, teen road sex trip, movies, sex drive, yeah, all that stuff. I um so I just have this Hollywood version teen sex comedy movie of Ron Springer stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And to me it was a, it's a wild night out. This is a wild night. I know I know exactly the movie you're talking about now. <laughs> okay. So that that's Ron Springer and all right, let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the first hour. We'll shift gears into some more topical uh stuff when we get back. This is the Clay Edwards show. I want to hear from y'all. What do y'all think, man? Was justice served in Rankin County? Was justice served in Rankin County? 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, don't forget the Big Salad does catering, too. You you need to feed a crew. Uh, Carlots, for example. If my friends over at Mac Hike are listening, feed them guys this weekend. You know you don't want them leaving the lot on a Saturday. All them guys and girls, there's sales to be made on Saturday. Got to make hay when the sun shines. Get the big salad to bring you in some, some uh, lunch boxes. That's right. They do cater. They'll bring them to you. Or maybe you got to pick them up. Don't get me to line. Anyway, thebigsalad.com. They're located right there at Fan and Mart. Not Fan and Mart. That's Acme Pizza. They're located right there in Dogwood, in Flowood, the big salad. Check them out online, thebigsalad.com for all of your catering and lunch needs. You turn any of those salads into a wrap or get one of their great sandwiches, soups, smoothies, and more. TheBigSalad.com or TakeABreakDeliveries.com for delivery. All right, Sean, we got about a minute left to close out the hour. An hour or two, I've got something I've been sitting on for about a week. Okay. Uh, It did really, really well on, on my Save Jackson page or whatever. It's... What's more dangerous than a Jackson gas station? Oh, yeah. I saw that. So I want you all to think about that. What's more dangerous than a Jackson gas station? Text in 769-241-1944 to the Guns and Gear text line. What's more dangerous than a Jackson gas station? And uh, we got a few texts here. God, that made me think of Westside Al when you said that. Okay, we could discuss that in the next hour. <laughs> you know, I know you know him, too. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Steven says that... uh. He thinks justice was not served, and that dude's a pedophile, hmm. allegedly. You know, I know not legally. I mean, man, it's pretty. Yeah, we we were talking about on, on the phone last night. Like the guy, the fact that you know he's in his fifties and the girl was nineteen is just kind of tough to take. It, it is. It is. Uh, in, in closing for this hour, Zach says it's totally ironic. Sean just said not guilty doesn't mean innocent. It just means not guilty. Yeah, it means it means not guilty. Yeah, that's yeah. what we said in the court. It's like it just means you're not guilty. It doesn't mean you're innocent. That's what that's the that's around every courthouse you hear people say that. Does that mean you didn't do it? It just means you're not guilty. It doesn't mean you're innocent. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back.
Stay tuned. All right, welcome back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan here live on 103.9 FM WYAB. It's a finally Friday, Friday free-for-all edition. If you guys want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. The phone line 601-879-0002. This segment. It is going to be brought to you by our friends. How about both of our car lot sponsors? You need, we try to be, we try to do topical stuff. You know, it's the weekend. You may be out car shopping. We'll start with our buddies down in Crystal Springs at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. Get down there, see them this weekend. If you're looking for something ten to twenty thousand dollars, they got you covered. That's the price range they specialize in. That's basically what a cash car is now. By the way, you ain't going to find too many under ten. So check them out. If you're looking to donate a vehicle, get a tax write off for it. Running or not, as long as you got the title, they'll come tow it off your property for you. Make it go away. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> they just they'll, they'll come get it. You know, again, running or not, condition doesn't matter. As long as you got a title, they'll come get it. You'll get the tax right off. It's a win-win. You can shop them online, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Tell them Clay sent you. If you're looking for something, uh, looking for a pre-owned truck, something a little newer, a little you know, invest, make a little bigger investment in, you're gonna get lower miles, newer year model. All that stuff, I got you covered at Ellis Autoplex right out there in Brandon on Highway 471. We call it Little Truck City because we specialize in trucks, even though we have less trucks and more regular vehicles now than we normally do, but we're efforting more trucks. We still have plenty. Don't get me wrong. You can check out our inventory online, ellisautoplex.com. Again, if you're looking for a 4Runner, I got them right now. Uh, We've sold a few of them. I'm down to two. I got a nice SR5 Premium charcoal gray 2014, and I got a 2016 uh, third row. Both of them actually have third row, but a pearl white limited third row 2016, 113,000 miles. Check it out on the website, ellisautoplex.com. And don't forget, we buy vehicles too. Yeah, bring it by. Let us cut you a check on the spot for it. It ain't going to be no counterfeit check. It ain't going to be none of this marketplace nonsense. Don't risk it. Come sell it to me, Ellis Autoplex. Highway 471 in Brandon. Sean. Yep. Whew. Let's reset, man. All right. Jackson um, Gas Stations. Jackson Gas Stations. So that's the question of the day. What is more dangerous than a than a Jackson Gas Station? Reagan can says Jackson's mayor. <laughs> I agree with <laughs> that's a good nuts guy. Yep. Win. <laughs> Won the radio show on the internet today on that one. Jackson teens. Jackson adults. Jackson Lights, Jackson Roads, Jackson Water, Jackson. Yes. Bobcat says, what's more dangerous than Jackson Gas Station? Being associate of Bill or Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Ask Epstein how that went. Oh, let's see. Unknown texture. A Jackson pothole is just as dangerous as a Jackson Gas Station. It can be. can be. It can because here's what happens, right? You get a blowout, and then a Jacksonian robs and kills you. And steals your car with a flat tire. Or even if you don't get any of that, you still got to fix your car. <laughs> That's the- <laughs> Let's see here. Unknown texture. I think she was somewhat responsible. Who gets in a hot tub with a 52-year-old man? You know, and th- to, to that point, we're going to circle back to the John sure. Sullivan stuff here. That's not exactly the case. That's not how that started out. And mm-hmm. I, I think knowing, and I'm not being rude to, to texture here, I think knowing 
reading the whole indictment and keeping up with the trial and all that, you would learn that that wasn't the case. She didn't even know she was at his house. She was there with a younger guy that had kind of recruited these girls. Hey, let's go back and party. We got a hot tub, all this, that, and the other. It happened way more often than you may think. And um, he didn't get back there. They'd already been in that hot tub for two hours. Okay. So he didn't even get back there until after he was de- got through dealing with his DUI in Byram. Oh, that's right. That's right, because he had the DUI, and then he came back. Yeah. So by that time, and you know, there's a lot of people say, oh, well, she was wasted. You know, getting in a hot tub for hours at a time, and you're drinking, mm-hmm. it's going to exasperate that, yeah. that, 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 that buzz. It does, it does, That, for that sure. drunk. So, you know, just be mindful of that. She may not have drank that much, but you're in a hot tub for two hours, your body temps up, mm-hmm. you're adding alcohol to it, it's basically boiling the yeah. alcohol in your body, it's going to have an effect. That's true. Trust me on this. Yeah. No, I'm, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been, been there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have partaken <laughs> in plenty of alcoholic beverages in a hot tub over my years. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> and I'm sure most of y'all have. Yeah, I'm sure everybody can relate to this one. All right. Um, Sean, what is more dangerous than a Jackson gas station? What's your opinion? I don't know, man. Y'all got some bad news out of Rankin County last week or so. <laughs> it yeah. seems like a, a house in the country in Rankin County is more dangerous than a Jackson gas station right now. That was the overwhelming answer to the question on Facebook. <laughs> was it? <laughs> the house in Rankin County, yeah. That's uh, I uh, mean a black guy with a chair on a boat dock. I mean, I'll take the uh I'll take getting arm robbed at the gas station over the dildo thing, man, any day. I'm just I'm gonna go with the arm robbery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't want them to attach a dildo to a BB gun like these guys did. Man, you know, I, I I I support my law enforcement buddies to no end. I even support breaking rules when necessary, yeah, within, within reason. We discussed the other day. Right? I mean, I think I'm we're a hundred percent on the same page on all, on this issue. I'm okay yeah, with roughing somebody up sometimes, even yeah. if they, even if they're already in handcuffs. You got to do what you got to do every now and then. All right, within reason. But but when you introduce a dildo to the yeah. to the to, to the scene. I got, I got some questions. Yeah, so do I. I mean, where did you get the idea of that? You need to talk to a mental health expert. Yeah. I mean, apparently it didn't. I thought Worked the, through some issues. I thought they had the dildo next to the throwdown gun, but apparently Kingfish actually corrected me on my Facebook feed and said that the dildo was actually in the house. Yeah, now, but, if you have your own dildo in your house, and that's fine. I mean, nothing wrong with having your own dildo in the house. I get that. But, like, so these guys use, the cops use these guys' dildo. And attach this guy's dildo. So they, yeah. they, had, they had to go looking for it, maybe, right? I don't think the dildo's just sitting on the on the uh, coffee table. I think it was found in another room. That's a, okay, right? It had to be, yeah. I would think. I mean, it's not just sitting there as a centerpiece. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, you know? there's some crazy things on the internet. <laughs> yeah. um, Spartacus says, uh, long traffic lights are most dangerous in Jackson. Long traffic lights. He said the same thing twice. Uh, yeah, long traffic lights, but you're, you're sitting duck. I look. It is. I am always boondoggled at the amount of people who run red lights and stop signs in Jackson. Mm. If I, anytime I'd go be going to my parents, I get off there at the Elton Road exit. Yeah, and there's a stop sign right there. There's always. I know exactly. We talk about the one that's kind of shaded over there where the stop sign is. Is that the yeah, one I'm thinking of? Well, it's not really shaded. It's just right. in a weird. The way it's yeah, it's a, it's a weird area there because you got the frontage road, the interstate exit. Same thing on the other side of it. And that takes you up to Terry Road, right? Correct. Because that's no. where I, that's where I joined the Marines. Was that there was a little. Uh, recruiting station right there do you remember that yeah. back in the 90s and there was a burger king across the street and you can still go there and that, that's why i know that exit like pretty well no there was no burger that that was cooper road you're thinking of am i with I a burger I... king and a, and a recruiting office there down there there's there was a bunch of recruiting offices really nice building yeah i thought that was terry okay maybe it's cooper road yeah so well maybe an ontarian cooper okay but but the uh 
the Cooper Road exit where Whit- Whitten High School is mm-hmm. would be where the Burger King was. So uh, anyway, so I, there's a stop sign right there. Anytime I pull off to stop there, if there was a car behind me, they would honk at me for stopping at the stop sign. Yeah. And I'm not sitting there playing on my phone. This is like recent years. Yeah, yeah, here recently. So people in Jackson don't like stopping at stop signs and red lights. And normally I would just say because it's just typical criminal Jackson behavior. Mm-hmm. But they are very dangerous. And yeah. I understand why you wouldn't stop at a Jackson gas station. or um, Well, I mean, a Jackson red light or stop sign. Man, I, there's ones around my house. I'm not going to name them because I like the guys that run them. And, and I really do. And I don't like doing that. But um the uh you you got to kind of kind of kind of be strategic about cuz I you know I'm a gas station person I I stop in and get you know um I hate to I mean I just you know I got to get my my tobacco my dip and I'll go and get it and uh and I have to pick which one because you can't stop at every one of them like there's just certain ones that you just you're like nope I'm not going to run in there and um so you got to be strategic it kind of sucks yeah all right we got somebody who wants us to move on from the uh, age gap on this it says y'all are gonna have to move on from the 19 year old and a 50 year old that happens all the time she wasn't 17 that doesn't play into this case at all it plays into the character of the person yeah i think so i agree with you on that i mean it plays with the character of the person i mean if you were just like we were talking about last night if you were like you're 45 if you were like hey man i went out with this 19 year old i wouldn't be like man that's cool like i would no. be like that's kind of weird dude it's gross i mean hey, but you know i was thinking like to me the most attractive women in the world are a forty year forty plus year old that's taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. They can be in their forties, say you know, looking looking still look young. Yeah, they, they, that are, are taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I think I've always been somebody that dated really close to my age. I think the youngest girlfriend I ever had was like five or six years younger than me. Okay. I think I was thirty, she was twenty five, something mm-hmm. like that. And I think that comes from having a younger sister. Yeah, same. My sister's three, sometimes four years younger than me, depending on what month mm-hmm. it is. And then my and then having a daughter. Who's twenty one? Yeah, you know. So if it, I, I never wanted to date anybody younger than my sister because that was weird when you were young, right? So like, oh, she's younger than my sister. And then as you get older, and you have kids, there's a certain as your daughters get older, there's, you just don't you're just looking at like that's your daughter and her friends. Yeah, you're not going to date your daughter's friends, right? That would be like that. Yeah. And I know there's weirdos out there that marry their daughter's friends and marry sure. girls younger than their daughters and stuff, and that's just weird. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's true. I mean, do you think they do for like a status symbol kind of thing where they're like, oh, I've got this? It seems to happen in the medical community a lot. These doctors uh, seem to, they, they, they're married to the original wife that they have mm-hmm. their kids with, yeah. and then they end up dating down, uh, not, not, not looks-wise, mm-hmm. but age-wise, d- dating down, they jump back a generation down to somebody their daughter's age or younger. You just made a good point. It's never somebody broke that's doing that, though. No. It's not somebody broke. Like, I mean, if you're picking up trash on the side of the road and you're, like, 55, like, you're not going out with a 21-year-old girl. Yeah, and it like, may happen with lawyers. I, I don't know. Maybe you can answer that, but I know. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. But it seems to happen in the medical community. I hear about it a mm-hmm. lot in the medical community. So it all just relates to wealth status, I guess. Yeah. So who's pulling that off? <laughs> young girls are attracted to guys with money. Guys are attracted to young girls that are. You That's know, a, yeah, I mean, and I guess you know the tax. What tax assessor? He's got power, political. I mean, I don't know what the you know. Man, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I didn't even know what the hell a tax assessor was. I don't <laughs> know. The, I don't know the difference in the assessor and the collector. I mean, I kind of do. Right. Everyone I mean, assesses the value just, that. Yeah. But I, but I know the particulars, right? I know what you mean. You know that little that 19 year old girl ain't a property owner or a business owner. She ain't got no. She doesn't know what the. the did you know assessor. what the tax assessor was when you were 19? Like yeah, you never heard no, of that? No. I mean, I mean yeah. And, 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 that. And, and I got questions as to why is the tax assessor living so, so nice? 
Was was the house pretty nice? Apparently. I mean, that's yeah. what everybody keeps telling me. Oh, she got out there and saw it was a nice house, and it's supposed to be, she was going for his money. Da 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 da. Like, I, I just don't believe that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that if you look at the whole, the whole thing as a whole, I don't believe that. That she was just, okay, that she was yeah, 19. I, it, the way the whole night played out. I you know, if she was like 35, you're like, yeah, I kind of get it. But yeah. it, 19 does seem like. Yeah, I don't think a lot of 19 year olds are thinking that far ahead. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't think they're, they're planning out okay. their future, like all that stuff, yeah. you know. I'm a. I'm going to settle this old bastard down. Yeah, right. I mean, you, know, yeah, like, you know, by the time I'm 30, he's 75 and everything's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Anna Nicole tried that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. but she was yeah. older, though. Yeah, I mean, she, she was in her 30s. Yeah, exactly. And I married a 90-year-old. But by the time you're in your 30s, you got to make a plan. you got to make a, you know, I, could, I get it. I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not hating on her. I'm just saying, you got to make a plan. But when you're 19, there's no plan. Yeah, I just think too many people are going to old tropes and, and just assuming, oh, you know, she was going for his money. I mean, what? I mean... I just don't. How does she know she had money? Yeah, I mean, how does she come to the conclusion that he had money? Right. Yeah, I get very. I get what you mean. It just. You know? uh, it's just. A, it's. A, and I think also the reason you know you're saying this and I'm saying this is because reading the things he said were were pretty. I mean, he just had a DUI. Then he comes back and all this happens. It's just a weird set of circumstances. Yeah, I mean, he sat there. He sat there on the on the recording with the cops and bomb. And referred to those four girls in the truck as a truck full of whores. Right, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, even and that he, he, was said going those to have, he was going to have a night of jacuzzi, sex, and lust. And he didn't use the word sex. He used the P word. Uh, right, yeah. I mean, if he let, – let me put the snare this way. If he'd, like, met a 19-year-old girl and then went to a, they went to dinner or something, and then they ended up hooking up afterwards, I think you'd probably think about it. Not, I mean, you wouldn't think it was good, but you're, you could – it may be more acceptable than the circumstances that derive from this. Yeah, if any of y'all are expecting sympathy for John Sullivan from Clay Edwards, you, you need to change the radio station. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying the circumstances of it. I think would yeah. would, would I, be different if it were maybe a different kind of circ. I it, properly reported the, poli- the 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 verdict. He he legally by the by the by the by the law letter of the law he is innocent of those charges. He is guilty of being a bad human being, and I know other things too. That, you know, for legal reasons, I don't want to say on the radio. You know, just mm-hmm. other things about this dude. You know, from other people, this, that, and the other. I've, mm-hmm. No one incident brought me to this conclusion. Okay. You know? so But, but the incident wasn't good. I mean, just even yeah. without, like, if there was no trial, or, like, they just never charged him yeah. and you heard the incident, you'd be like, God, that's a really messed up night. Yeah. I mean. You know, and, and, and I want to throw this out there, too. This ain't an indictment against, I said this the other day, even with the Deadman family. Uh, this ain't an indictment on the rest of the family. Oh, yeah. This is no. just him. You know, if you know his family and all that and the other, and I've had people tell me that, that they know the family and uh, this, that, and the other, and that, that's fine. I'm th- that This is strictly insularly about insularly. There's a word I'm trying to find out. <laughs> particularly only about him. Yeah. So anybody else? Uh, sorry, sorry if you're offended, but I ain't sorry, not sorry. I mean, also, I don't think it – for you or me or anybody else saying like, hey, look, the guy's in his 50s, the girl's 19. It's kind of weird. I mean, is that weird to say that? I mean, I don't see what's wrong about us saying that. Yeah. Like that that's a weird scenario. I mean, I get it happens. A lot of things happen yeah. that, you know, you're kind of like, okay, that's a little odd. But I mean, I'm not saying he's the first 50-something year old guy to go out with a 19-year-old. That's not true. No. But the circumstances of it just seem a little a little odd. A little. I, mean, I don't mean just the age gap, but the whole what happened with the DUI and the things he said? I mean, I think it just sounds – it just doesn't sound good. I mean, he's, also, he's, he's also a Republican politician. Yeah, there you go. In Rankin County. Yeah. Where it's all supposed to be about God, family, 
you know, good yeah. high standing morals. I love Jesus, twenty seven percent born than my opponent. Yeah, all that yeah, stuff. I mean, yeah. there, there's a, there's a lot that plays into this. Is that I'm sure the people that voted for him didn't know that he lived a lifestyle like this. Does he have a God, family, country kind of commercial? I've never seen it. See, I just, I, I, he may not have a commercial. I, I don't know. Maybe we can Google it and find one. I don't know. I, again, I'd never heard of him hmm. um, until this night. And obviously, I've done a lot of investigating. Just I say investigating, but a lot of inquiring mm-hmm. with people that know him since this all happened. Yeah. I, I find it curious. I find it interesting. We give Jackson, again, said it a million times this week. I'm going to say this, and we've got to take a break. We, 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 we attack Jackson with ruthless aggression. Yeah. And I get I get accused of ignoring the stuff that happens in the counties. I, I don't ever want to hear that I ignored stuff in the counties again. Yeah, um, the last week that's all we've been talking about, hadn't it? Pretty yeah. much. I mean, I think this David Archie stuff's the first time we've talked about Jackson. But that was just such epic gold. I mean, that Absolutely. we couldn't. I mean, you know, I watched it twice. And I'm not trying to virtue signal here either. I'm trying to make a point that when, when it rises to the occasion to be talked about. We'll talk about it, yeah. and I think these, these the the uh, goon squad deal, and this with John Sullivan have risen to the occasion. that we're not going to stick our heads in the sand and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, you, I guess you can, right? When I mean, you're talking about dildos and rape cases, I mean, all in like a week, it's just it's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, known yeah. as Rankin County. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, how about a quick happy birthday to one of my favorite people out there? Uh, my one of my favorite constables out there. I, I can't say I can't call him my favorite because there's always my boy Glenn Dix, and I grew up with Glenn. Glenn's my dog. But a uh, happy birthday to my other favorite, uh, Mister Wyndham out there. That's right, Mr. Gary Wyndham. Happy birthday to your brother, or constable out there in Rankin County. Listen to the show all the time. Happy birthday, Gary. So shout out, Gary. I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? I ain't done this in a while. Let me. I got my Facebook pulled up. Let's mm-hmm. see whose birthday it is that may be listening to the show this morning. Let's see here. I don't know. That's probably about it. Chuck? <laughs> You're <laughs> like, know. all my friends aren't listening. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't know too many of these people. Uh, Clayton Kelly. I know Clayton. He, may, he makes awesome pizzas on Facebook. Clayton, if you're listening, bring me one of them pizzas. Uh, oh, yeah, man. My buddy, uh, Mr. Hamilton, out there with the Richland Police Department. Happy birthday to you. So, and uh, Chelsea. I don't know if Chelsea listens. I used to work with her. Happy birthday, Chelsea. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Kayla Williams. I worked with her. I worked with her husband for a while, so who knows? Maybe they're listening, maybe they're not. If they are, happy birthday from the Clay Edwards Show. So, hey, look, and I'll tell y'all, man, I, I ain't, I'm never too big for my shoes where I won't wish a happy birthday to somebody. Like, if it's your kid's birthday, y'all riding in the car, if it's uh, your your husband or wife's birthday, and they're, you know they're going to be listening, just shoot me a text on, on the Guns in Your Text line, Facebook, wherever, and just let me know. I don't mind wishing folks a happy birthday. I still think that's cool when you hear your name on the radio. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. I mean, it was cool. Just don't get it to the Tate level. Roman Tate was reading birthdays during the pandemic, and it, I think, what did he say? Harry Dong. It's like, happy birthday, Harry Dong. It was worse than that. It was worse than that. I, yeah. uh, oh, now I know what it was. It. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I've said enough this morning. But, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah, I remember now. It was something like that. Yeah. We've set a record. We set a record for the how many times dildos been sent on the radio this morning, and that is relevant to the actual news, yes. uh, you know, because I mean that's something that happened. That's yes. why I just keep saying it. Family friendly radio here. I mean, family friendly radio. <laughs> Let's see here. Any text that I need to clear up? 
Yes, Carl Ray says, I've been in Rankin County, Pearl Brandon area for over 45 years, and I've never heard of him, John Shirley. I feel like I'm missing a text there. He must be talking about John John Sullivan, not John Shirley. I'm huh. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Carl Ray, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that's a lot of people. Reagan can says, <clears throat> something has happened to drivers in Jackson recently. They run red lights far more often than ever, than even three years ago. On Woodrow Wilson and Flowers Ave, a car flew around me and about six cars at over 70 miles per hour and ran through a clear red light. Had someone who had, who had the green light been driving through the intersection, someone would have been killed. I witnessed someone running a red light every day. It does. It happens all the time. Let's take a call real quick. Yep. Hey, you're on there. Yeah, I was wondering, did you realize how quick the governor's uh, results come back? How is that possible? What, what the governor on the uh, Tate Reed? Uh, oh, the, uh, the, I know, boy. The, they uh, they closed that one. They called that race early, didn't they? Quick. I tell you, uh, John Witcher Witcher got a lot. I, I, fifty, sixty thousand votes, man. That is a heck of a protest vote for what's basically. I know he was running as a Republican, but basically a third party candidate. I mean, yeah. he, that's, a, that is a, that's a showing. You know, I, I said it on the radio sometime this week. I, I don't think Dr. John, I may be wrong here. I think I'll be right. I, I don't think Dr. John's one of these guys that's just going to go away that lost an election. I think he had a good enough showing that he needs to consider running for representative or Senate or something like that, uh, city council. I, I think he can make a difference. I think he needs to start with something that, you know, that ain't governor. And yep. uh, he may he may have a chance. I mean, governor's a lot to ask, but here's what that does. Some people would say, why would you run for something that you know you can't win? Well, let's just pretend that that's the case, that you know you can't win. You know what it does when, you have, when you're able to do, run that kind of campaign, raise that kind of money, and get 50,000 votes statewide against, against Tate Reeves? It shows that... A lot of people is mad against the governor. Well, that too. That too. But it, but it shows that you have the ability to get people active. So that's you, right. you, you activate people. That's why Chris McDaniels gets people going. Man, he got, he's gotten one hundred fifty thousand votes or so. The three statewide elections he's ran, four statewide elections he's ran. I mean, people are consistently Chris McDaniels supporters. So good job, good job, Doctor John. I, I don't think he's going away. I, I think he'll, I think he'll be around, and that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next decade. That needs to change. But I would just stress out how how fast the results. I'm talking about right at right at thirty forty minutes after after those polls closed. Yeah, I'm so, sure. It, I'm sure it has something to do with which precincts had already reported, which which areas, and there's like, well, if those carried Tate, we know these traditionally are going to so on and so forth. It's typically, how they look at that. All right, appreciate your time. Thanks, yeah, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks. Have a good weekend. I was going somewhere else with what I was trying to say about him getting fifty thousand votes, and I've got a mm. complete brainwashing over here and do not remember where I was trying to carry that to. Yeah. But I, I mean, I still, it still shows, I mean, I still made my, made a point, but that was not the point I was trying to make. I was building up for something good over here <laughs> and just complete. It's Friday. I got, I got, I got men in blacked. They, somebody hit me with the little, the little silver dong. Yeah. Well, see, oh. now it's sounding like we were talking about, you yep. know what? 
<laughs> I'm trying to limit the amount of times. I think I've said my limit of that word on the radio for this morning. Yes, I'm sure it is nails down a chalkboard in the other room here. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sorry. It just it was in the Bill of Information. It's it's a matter of public record now. Uh, David says tomorrow is his birthday. Well, happy early birthday, David. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, Heather chimes in here. We're going to circle back to the John Sullivan stuff real quick. Okay. Um, Heather says... They had been in the hot tub all that time before he showed up and stood outside his own front door for at least eight minutes waiting for his son to take the only grown woman there away before he walked in the house and poked his head out the back door. Then the lights go out less than 30 seconds and gets in the hot tub butt naked. The whole thing was a 30-minute encounter. 19-year-olds don't give a rip who the tax assessor is or know that they, what they even do. The cool factor is zero. I concur 100%. Yep. She says the house was average, nice. There was nothing that gave the impression of big money. This is a this is a person close to the victim. I know this for a fact. Yep. And, uh, and, and that's the point. I, I think people are trying to say that this girl was chasing money. I, I think y'all are wrong. I, I want to know. I want to know, too, if you have daughters and you think that. Because I think when you, once, you, once you have daughters of a certain age, I think your opinion on this changes. And maybe it. Maybe it taints my opinion to to on it in some stint to some extent, but I, I just I, I'm telling you what, what happened that night, what happened in that courtroom, what happened through this trial. There was just some questionable things that weren't allowed in that should have been. I got some questions about the jury. I got some questions about why the fam why the why the verdict was read before the family was even allowed back in the room. Why was there a juror allowed on? that knew the victim, what kind of vetting. Sean, you've done this. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break real quick, though. Come back. I want to talk about the vetting of jurors sure. and, 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 and how this can happen. Is it, is it easier than we think? So hold that yeah. thought. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkron. All right, we are back live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. One day I'll say this. One day we'll be able to do we'll do an uncensored podcast and we'll carry these off air conversations on air. Good times. Hey, real quick. This ain't an ad read. This is a this is a kick in Jackson's butt. Our buddy Ryan that calls to the show just posted on Facebook. He says it's day five without a Jackson public school bus to pick up kids in their community. He says, My child has been let down five days straight. This would have been the first time riding a bus. JPS, somebody with JPS, what's going on? Why ain't your buses picking kids up? What's going on? Let us know. I don't, I'm not sure what area Ryan lives in. If he wants to call in, if he's listening, Ryan, please do. 601-879-0002. Sean. Yep. What we asked about in the last segment was, so you were being a former ADA. Yeah. Assistant district attorney. You've done a lot of jury picking. A lot of jury. Quite a bit. Se- a lot of jury selection. Yeah. So let, let me break this down. There was 12 guys, two women. I think one woman was an alternate, something like that. Yeah. How do you, how do you have a rape trial without more women? How, what would be the thought process of that? Well, I mean, sometimes just the way the thing shakes out, man. The jury I mean, Yeah, and- you just like you, you bring a bunch of people that they called in for jury service. They break them up, at least the way they did in Hines County. You break them up into panels. And, you know, you got to get down to 12. And you have in a case that would involve like most of my cases I tried were murder cases. So life imprisonment was the, 
was the penalty into. In that case, you get what's called 12 preemptory challenges. And you can strike a jury for any reason that's race neutral. Like you can't strike someone because they're white you know, or black or you can't do that. So like if Clay Edwards showed up to a Hines County mm-hmm. jury and the defendant was black, I could just say I don't like black people and get on out of there, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that... I That's think, not true. I'm just using right. an example. I mean, if, I think if you Dave Jackson walks in there with my reputation, I'm probably not going to get picked by the defense. I mean, I think, obviously, the defense could use a preemptory challenge on you, and I think there's obviously a challenge for cause there, too. Because yeah. you have an unlimited challenge for cause. In a case where there's um, not the possibility of death or life imprisonment, it's six preemptory challenges and still unlimited challenges for cause. So the I think this case was a sex battery, and the... The max on that is 30 years on each count. I believe that's correct. So I think they would have gotten six. Anyway, so they can use those any way they want to as long as it's race neutral. And then they have you know unlimited for cause. Like let's say somebody was John Sullivan's cousin, and they, it comes out during the process, which is called Vordire. The process is called Vordire. And while you're doing that, and you know what you – the first question you're going to ask is you're going to say, has anybody heard about this case? And him being a tax assessor, they probably did because he's an elected official. And – then you'd say, based upon what you've heard, have you formed an opinion of the case? And then a lot of people are going to raise their hand. And then you kind of go one by one. And you'll say, based upon that opinion can you that you formed, can you still be a fair and impartial juror? And some people will say, yes, I can. Most of them usually do. And then some will say, no, I can't. And then that can give you another challenge for cause. So, you know, because people just have opinion one way or the other. In a case like this, I assume that they, you know, it's Rankin County, so they're asking, is it, and they ask us in every trial, like, are you related to this guy? And I'm sure there was a lot of people that were, so I would have thought all those people would have been challenged for cause on that, I would think. But yeah. I'm just going to say, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm permanently working my way out of jury duty here, mm-hmm. whether it's Rankin County, Hines County. If it's a little Democrat, I'm, they're guilty as hell. If it's a little, little, uh, little patriot, innocent. That's that's you're just you you can't be fair and impartial. I cannot be. Well, that's what we're talking about at the break about the Trump trial, and I've said this since the beginning of. I mean, and I, actually, I, I could be. I just I want to get out of jury duty. Yeah, you just want to get in jury. So <laughs> can, well, go, well, people do go, that. I want to go on record here of saying that I'm gonna be impartial. I'm gonna be. I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. You're be not gonna be fair and impartial. Yeah. yeah I. You know, they. Um. It, it's funny because during uh, sometimes I do uh Vordire and. And I, as quick as I could, I'd try to look up certain people on Facebook, and occasionally somebody would post something like, I don't want to be here at this jury duty. This is just <laughs> terrible. I can't stand listening to these. Picked. Yeah, <laughs> I can't stand listening to these boring lawyers. You know? And uh, so we'd strike them. And, uh, they, um, but I, that kind of like leads us in the Trump thing. I've always said for the last few years while they're investigating him, like, how do you get 12 people? Well, you're not going to get 12 people that haven't heard about the case. We know that. That's out the window. And you're not going to get 12 people that haven't formed an opinion about the case because we know everybody's got an opinion one way or the other. And so can you find 12 people that are going to say, yes, I'm going to be fair and impartial one way or the other to Donald Trump? I always thought that was going to be really just a difficult task to do that. It's going to be very difficult. I I think if we're going to pretend it's not a banana republic for a minute, Mm -hmm. I I know what everybody's saying about D.C. I mean, obviously, Trump's got to have good lawyers. Yeah, that, that, that obviously have a part in. Maybe you should hire Meredith Coxwell. You know, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Uh, So I think even in D.C., they're going to have a hard time getting a jury. That can that I think is all twelve going to hate Trump. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's a obvious possibility. More, like, I think it's more likely than not. All it yeah. takes is one for a hung jury, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's um, more likely than not. Where it just yeah, one person says it's, un- it's unanimous or hung. You're right. That's I mean, in that context, so they um they uh 
I would I, I would think it's going to be hard in D.C. or I think anywhere. I mean, not just D.C. I know D.C. is obviously Democratic, so more likely that people didn't vote for Donald Trump. But even in Miami-Dade, there's going to be people that don't like him. You know, even though that's a favorable county for him, that people do like him. But there's still going to be people that don't. I mean, it's just so – everybody has an opinion about Donald Trump, by the way, you know. All right, hold, hold that thought. I, I like where you're going there. But I got a, we got a question from the, the, the friend of the, of the alleged victim's mm-hmm. family here. And I'm glad she brought this up because it was, it was the question I was going to ask before we went down the jury rabbit hole. Yeah. She goes, ask Sean about the jurisdiction, please. The case being held in Rankin County literally next door to his office. Now, the AG's office prosecuted this thing, mm-hmm. right? But it was in Rankin County. It's got to be in Rankin County, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it's, does. It's, it happened in Rankin I mean, yeah. they, they could have done a – would it have benefited anybody to have done a move of – Change, change of, venue. of venue. Yeah. The state can't do that, though. The defense – it's the defense's right to do that. And there are certain circumstances got you. that you have to do it for. And uh, that, so the state can't – that actually – I think came up on a challenge recently where the state and some DA's office tried to do that, but the state can't move for a change of venue. It's the defendant's right, and they have to do it. So obviously, if I was John Sullivan's lawyer, so I'm not going to move for a change of venue for a guy that's been popularly elected in Rankin County. True, there's yeah. all these people that voted for him that's going to be on that jury. Yeah, all right, well, that that makes sense. Hey, and I guess there's no way to know if somebody voted for him. You, know, you can't go pull the voter. That's that's a private. That's a privacy. I'm you, never. You, you can know if they voted. But you, I don't think you can go look and see who they voted for. You know, that's right? a really good question, Clay. Like the, uh, I've never prosecuted an elected official before. I've I've never asked that. Had to come across a situation where I'd have to ask that question of order. I, it's relevant and to me, but I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I don't know if you can. That's going to be relevant in the Trump thing, though. Whether yeah. they can, you ask, did you vote for Donald Trump or not vote for Donald Trump? I think it's kind of relevant. And you're going to say just like the COVID right. shot, none of your business. Yeah, I, I. Well, I mean, I think that. I think for the purposes of it, if your Trump's lawyers are going to want to know that. Yeah, I think you'd want to know that. So I, but do they? I think I think they probably would have. My my guess, and I don't know this for one hundred percent, is that they're going to have to say that. But I've never I've never prosecuted an elected official, so I don't never asked that question before. That's interesting. That's a really good. That's a really good point. Just I mean, from a le- is there a way to go look and see who somebody voted for? I mean, legally, can you go pull the pull a ballot and look at the name and say, all right, this I don't person- think so, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't May- think you can, but but you could ask the question. I think in Vordire, uh, if you're asking the question like, "Did you vote for Donald Trump or did you vote for John Sullivan?" Well, they could. I mean, you know, if they ever did they, a- I mean, did they asked that question. You weren't there for that portion, so no. But like when they audit these elections, occasionally, mm-hmm. whole another conversation. Maybe yeah. Jerry can answer this question <laughs> yeah, for us. Yeah, Kim Wake could talk about this at four two four and six. Uh, when they audit an election, uh, even a local one like this, mm-hmm. you know, you had to verify the signatures. Yeah. On the ballot, so if you can pull the ballot to verify the signature, you can see who they voted for. Mm-hmm. But like, if for example, can you do a public records request? Is what you're trying I was to say? Gonna say yeah. yeah, if Sean York, Ron, or Clay were going to make a public records request, can I go find out who my state representative voted for? I know or you, something like that. I know you can find out which primary they voted for because a political candidates that. do that against each other all the time. They're like, oh, so and so voted the Democratic Party primary in 1986, so he's not a Republican. I, I saw I know. saw somebody uh, uh, giving Jill Ford hell not too long ago and. She went back and got him in the comments and said, well, you didn't even vote the last two times or yeah. the last time or something yeah. like that. So she was able to pull. You could do that. Pull that and know if that person voted or not. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if you actually look at the ballot. that they, the, Just you as a regular citizen. I'm just, I don't think you can, but I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, very interesting. Um, unknown person here says, oh, that's a lot. I'm not going to read all that. Sorry. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back and land the plane for the week with Sean Yurkaran. Back into the last segment of the week here on the Clay Edwards Show. We've got Sean Yurkaran here in the studio with me. Sean, you know, 
we, we hit a lot of stuff this week. You ran three times. Yeah. Uh, from elections to Goon Squad to John Sullivan. Not a lot this week. It's been a lot. It, it has. To our new election heist. That's what I call That's a new term, election heist. Because uh, you just know that he doesn't want to say. No. Does not want to say election theft. Hey, look, I got a text here from somebody who may be able to help us out on our voter roll mm-hmm. question. Uh, he'll stay unnamed. It says, uh, the voter rolls show the last time you voted, and if it was Dem or Republican, but the only way there's a name with a ballot is the absentee or affidavit ballot where it's needed to prove the actual person is voting. Um, that's right, because you don't write you your name on the ballot and you cast. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I guess there's, there's no way to find out other than an affidavit if. Uh, that's, that's good information. That's good, good information. Yeah, that good really information. Is. Appreciate that, my friend. Uh, let's see here if we got anybody else we need to clear up on the text. Man, look, I really do appreciate you guys texting in all the time and girls. I don't always get to read all of them, but I do appreciate it. Let's see here. Yeah, a lot of people kind of clearing up the our question about the ballots. Mm-hmm. I, um, somebody texted me a link about Brandon Presley. Real quick, yeah. if y'all go look on I, – I retweeted it. Our Department of Public Safety Commissioner, Sean Tindall, absolutely – castrated and dropped in the deep grease, the hot grease, uh, Brandon Presley yesterday. Brandon was popping off at the mouth on Twitter. How was he? About uh, how could a guy that's not actually been in law enforcement run DPS and this, that, and the other. And well, Sean stepped up out of nowhere and from downtown knocked him out. Well, he's like, he, was, he, was, he was making fun of Sean? Yeah, basically saying that when he's governor, only law enforcement will run DPS. I mean, I don't think, any, I don't think you could ask for a better, regardless of your political leanings, you couldn't ask for a better... Dude, to be running DPS. You know, I agree with you actually because um, there's not a better job than Sean Tindall. I'll tell you this from what, what I, just what I know from being in the legal community and people that have worked there that are friends of mine. Everybody sings that guy's praises that yeah. I've ever talked to. That I've got several friends who've worked there before, and I've heard nothing but good things about him. Just yeah. and I don't know him personally, never met him, but I've just I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about him. Like you know, because you know, behind the scenes, we all talk about these guys. Sure. Politicians are like, you know, that guy's a jerk, and this guy. I've never heard one bad thing about him. I've heard nothing but good things. Man, look, even if even if I was on the ropes because of my the things about Tate I'm unhappy about, mm-hmm. and I was considering voting for Brandon Presley, th- this that's a deal breaker for me. I'm going to go check that out. That's yeah, because he's kind of Sean Tindall's kind of the one state you know I don't know what call him he's appointed yeah. whatever and that you know I've just heard just nothing but positive stuff about that's uh, you know that's that's I mean, kind of surprising. Like, I mean, I think every aspect of his job. And you, you just need to go look. I think there's seven organizations under DPS. Only two of them are law enforcement, mm-hmm. Capitol Police and MHP. Yeah. So he does a lot more than just law enforcement. And law enforcement heads, run, law enforcement guys run those divisions. Because wasn't it Marshall Fisher that ran it before him, I think? I believe That's so. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's done a great job. Shout out to Sean Tindall. Go look at that tweet. It's at SaveJXN. Who is next? Jim Thorne next, followed by Jameson Haygood. Kim Wade. We'll close out the day from 4 to 6, and we'll be back Monday. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.